The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus said to the eleven, Go out to the whole world, proclaim the good news to all creation. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. These are the signs that will be associated with believers. In my name they will cast out devils, they will have the gift of tongues, they will pick up snakes in their hands and be unharmed should they drink deadly poison. They will lay their hands on the sick who will recover. And so the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven. There at the right hand of God, he took his place while they, going out, preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word by signs that accompanied it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I was looking up a little bit of history on St. Mark. And um, I mean, there's, there's ample history. We can find all of the apostles and all of the... So, many, so much of the early church gave their lives for this message. Mark, or John Mark, as we hear him referred to in Acts, suffered such a death. Um, his mission was one under the wing of, of Peter. That's why Peter here refers to him as my son, not because he bore him as a literal child, but because he took him under his wing. I think it speaks to the beautiful paternity that Peter and the apostles would have assumed for the early church right from the get-go. You think of that early encounter with the risen Jesus, and, and he says, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. Like, you will be their father, and they will look to you as a father. So we see that, um, we see that in Mark, and therefore the gospel is sort of born to the world. It's, it's an inheritance that, that the apostles now give. Anyway, um, John Mark was a companion to Paul, scholars think, on their mission to Antioch. And, um, and he's the cousin also of Barnabas, who later became an apostle as well. So he's someone closely knitted into this story, even though he, he, he was not counted in those original 12 but you hear in Mark's own gospel, he sort of knitted himself into the story, and he does that for his own sake, but he does that for our sake. There's, there's little um, inklings where it happens. I think one of the, one of the best ones is when um, Jesus is about to endure his passion, and you'll remember that scene in the garden where he's arrested, and there's a mysterious man there. It's, it's very odd that he's mentioned, but it says there's a man following close, and someone grabbed his white garment, and he ran away and the garment stayed in the, in the person's hand, which means he ran away naked. This is a really weird thing to include in the gospel. It's kind of oddly poetic, very mysterious indeed. Either it is Mark or, or at the same time, it's the symbol of the baptized. Because think of the ancient world. This was the entry into the eternal life. Uh, no one can live unless they're born again of water and the spirit. Mark is putting that primacy of baptism right at the climax of where Jesus's whole self-offering begins. Our baptism, we know, is an entry into the death, into the passion, therefore, into the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. It comes to us from Mark. It comes to us from the early church who knew the Lord. And we, like them, are commissioned to preach this message to all people 
even to all creation, that they may know abundant life and life without end.